Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Something that we do on a regular basis, I think we'd be amiss if we did not do it this morning. I'd like for all the men of the church to join me at the altar. We'll bow down before the Lord. Brother Al Terrell, I'd like for you, one of our fellow pastors in this church, to come and stand here with me at the front. And I need a microphone. Here we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray here in just a moment. I tell you, one of the the miracles of River of Life, by the way, anytime God saves a soul, it's a miracle, isn't it? One of the miracles of River of Life is that God has raised up men, many men, who are willing to humble themselves down and pray and pray at this altar and lead their families and stand in the gap. And I think that has made all the difference in the world. Pastor Al Terrell, would you lead us as we pray together? Father, we humble ourselves, God. There's no other God that we know, God. Lord, move in the midst of thee, God. Come in, Lord God, and show us your ways, Lord. Teach us, Lord God, your will, Lord. And let let us surrender to that will, Lord. Let us surrender to your purpose, Lord. Let us surrender, Lord God, to the blueprint that you have prescribed for our lives, Lord God. Lord, there is no other way. You are the first and you are the last. You're the beginning, you're the end. You're Alpha and you're Omega, God. And Lord, we need your guidance on this morning as men. We need your direction, Lord. We need your wisdom, Lord. We need your power, God. Move it on the inside of us, Lord. Take everything out that's not like you, God. And begin, Lord God, to prescribe to us a formula, God, that begins to submit unto you. And we begin, Lord God, to set a pattern in our lives, Lord God, where we say yes to your will, where we say yes to your way, where we say yes to your program and no to our program, where we say yes, Lord God, and we're only obligated, Lord, to the depths of our soul. There's a yes leaping on the inside. A yes, Lord God. We will no longer, Lord God, respond with no or maybe tomorrow or uh, 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 respond to circumstance, respond to plight, Lord God. But we respond with a yes. Yes, Lord. Lord, put a yes in our spirit, God. Yes, Lord. It's time for us to say yes, Lord. Lord, there's no more time. Let us not delay anymore, God. But on the inside, Lord, there's an unction, Lord God. Mm -hmm. Lord, you said in every man, Lord, you're giving us a seed, Lord. A seed of faith, Lord. Let that seed of faith begin to arise. And shake out everything else, Lord, on the inside that's not like you, Lord. Mm -hmm. But let faith arise, Lord. And Lord, when faith arises, Lord, let that tree begin to blossom, Lord. Let it begin to grow, Lord. Let it begin, Lord, to produce fruit, Lord. Fruit, Lord God, that will be a blessing unto you. That will be a blessing, Lord, Lord God. Unto people that are connected to us, Lord, 
will be a blessing unto this church, God. Now, Lord, do what only you can do, Lord God. Holy Spirit, come in this room. Yes, Lord. Lord, the word, the message that's going to be spoken, Lord, on today, let us respond to the word with a yes. Let's re respond to the word, Lord God, with an outbroken plea. Yes, God, thy will be done. Yes, Lord. In us and through us, God. Mm -hmm. Lord, we need you to live. Lord, we abide by your faith, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we believe it on today, Lord, that you're going to do the extraordinary. Mm -hmm. You're going to do the unspeakable, Lord. That miracles are going to happen and people are going to come running to this altar to be saved on today, Lord. Oh, God, chains are going to be broken, Lord. Healing, Lord God, to another depth of dimension we've never seen before, Lord God. Because mm -hmm. we're believing by faith on today. Yes. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. When you get back to your seats, open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. And our text will be verses 1 and 2. He can pray, can't he? Whew. I'm convinced Brother Al Terrell is going to heaven if he doesn't shoot past it on the way up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wow. Mm. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. As Brother Derek has already shared with you, we are celebrating our 13th anniversary here at the Dome in the center of Wakulla County. And we're celebrating the fact that God placed us here and that God has blessed us since we've been here. It really has been an amazing experience. And I'll tell you, uh, we have a lot to celebrate. And if we, we put it in biblical terms, we'd have to say something like this. The good hand of our God has been with us every step of the way. It has just been absolutely awesome. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Give him. Yeah. We started out with the. Uh, 10 acres of land. We now have 16 acres. We started out with one building, which was just this dome. And now we have four buildings on the property and we're getting ready to build the fifth, which is the children's worship center. Uh, when we first came to the center of the county, we borrowed. It seemed like a lot of money at the time, but now I look back and it doesn't seem like much at all. We borrowed $350,000. That was all. And very quickly, we went to a faith-based pay-as-you-go uh, strategy for growth. And we've never borrowed any more money since then. That was it. Everything we've added since then. And, and as Brother Derek uh, said, uh, we are convinced, we're well over halfway, that when we build this new building, it'll be paid for the day we move in. We are an interdenominational, interracial, spirit-filled church located in the geographical center of Wakulla County. We are debt-free, and best of all, souls are being saved and lives are being changed. 
We have already baptized 76 people so far this year. Now, and I, I don't know what the number is today. I think we've got like 15 or 20 people to be baptized today. And uh, we'll do that in a few moments. And this is an exciting time. I, I just want to tell you, as I share my own heart, that I love this church. I, I, and I know you love this church. And I believe the Lord loves this church. Uh, this, this is an uh, amazing church that we're in. I even love this weird-looking building we're in. This dome. I, I love this. I, I, I won't be able to talk about much of it today, but I, I do want to tell you this, and that is that I remember so vividly the first day I and several members of this church walked into the building uh, inspector's office. We handed him a set of prints. He opened it up. He looked at this building. And I'm not exaggerating. He said, no, you cannot build this building in Wakulla County. It will not pass code. It will not get pla past planning and zoning. And it will not get past the county commissioners. Here's a good rule of thumb to remember. Don't ever tell God what He can't do. God can do whatever He wants to do whenever He gets ready to do it. Our God is an amazing God. I love the fact that in this church, in this church, nobody cares if you have come from a Methodist background or a Baptist background, or a Pentecostal background, or a Catholic or Charismatic background, or for that matter, no background at all. The only thing that matters to us is do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the Word of God? And is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? That's what this church is all about. And that makes this an extremely special family. I tell you, this is an amazing family of faith, and I love this church, and I know you do too. There is a spirit here at River of Life that I've never felt any place else I've ever been. Now, don't get me wrong. There are great churches all over America, and God has done a great work in churches all over America. And there are churches that are perhaps greater than we will ever be, but I do know this, that God has blessed us with a unique and special and blessed personality in this church that brings glory to His name, and it is exciting to be in this place. I have, I've been pastoring now for over 40 years, and, and I say this all the time, this is the church I've always wanted to pastor. This is the church I've always wanted to pastor. You, you, and I'm proud to lock arms with you. I'm proud to be celebrating with you, to walk with you, to partner with each one of you, as our staff is and our board. We're proud to be a family of faith, fellowshipping together as we serve our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. This is awesome. We are rejoicing and celebrating what God has done, how far He has brought us, uh, what all God has accomplished here. And we could just set up camp right here and talk for an hour. But I won't do that. What I want to say to you is this. According to the Bible... Our hearts, while it is okay, while it is all right to celebrate all the things I've just talked about, 
The Bible teaches us that our hearts should be captured, not so much by the things which God has done in our lives or the things that God is doing in our lives, but our hearts should be captured by the promises of God, by what God has in store for us. For those who trust in Him, what the future holds for us. Oh, now you talk about getting excited. That's what should get us excited. What God has in store for us. And with that in mind, I want to read our text. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. It says, if then you were raised with Christ. Now let's just stop right there. If then you were raised with Christ. Now this is just another way the Bible is saying, if you have been saved. If you have been born again. If you have had a salvation experience. If you have been raised with Christ. That means if you have had a similar experience to that which Jesus had when He came up out of the grave, when Jesus was dead and buried and He got up and walked out of that grave alive, it says, if then you have been raised with Christ. Meaning that there has been a time in your life when you were dead in trespasses and sins, you had an experience with the Savior and He raised you up and gave you new life. It means that you were dead, but now you're alive. It means that you were lost, but now you're found. That you were blind, but now you see. It means that you were dead to the spiritual things of God, but now the Spirit of God dwells within you and lives in you. You went from death to life. Now, that's pretty graphic, isn't it? If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above. And don't miss this last statement. Not on things on the earth. And that's pretty clear, isn't it? Oh, friends. We, we need to understand that the Bible is saying, if you are the real deal, if you've had a genuine salvation experience, if you have become a new creature in Christ with those old things being passed away and you become new in Christ, if you've truly been redeemed, then seek those things which are above. Set your mind on things above. Oh, that's what it's saying. Not on the things of this earth and this world. Now friends, can I just stop and share something with you right now that I think all of us as Christians need to be reminded of from time to time? I know I do. And that is, if we are truly saved and we are growing in grace, then the things of this world will affect us less and less as we grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? Listen, I'm amazed. I, I, there's hardly a week that goes by, not a month that goes by, that I'm, I'm amazed at some of the things that I hear from Christians. Well, what in the world? Are we not reading our Bibles? L listen, friends. 
When Christians get upset when the world acts like the world, what are we thinking? A sin-sick, degenerate, lost world will act like a sin-sick, degenerate, lost world 100% of the time. The world is lost. Listen, nothing in this world should be able to steal your joy. Nothing. Why? Because not if, but we have been raised with Christ. We are new creatures. Oh, for, I'll tell you when we should get upset. You want to know when we should get upset? When the church acts like the world. That's when we ought to get upset. Because if we have been raised with Christ, then we shouldn't be acting like the world. We should be seeking those things which are above. Our mind should be on those things which are above. Oh, friends, this joy that I have in my heart, this hope that I have in my heart, this love that I have in my heart, this peace that I have in my heart, this victory that I have in my heart, the world didn't give it to me. I got it when He saved my soul. I got it when He turned my life around. When He raised me from the dead and gave me new life in Christ. That's the testimony God wants out of every one of us. If you have therefore been raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above. Set your mind on things, I, I'm, I'm going to preach to these folks over here for a while. Y'all can listen in if you want to, but I think I'm just going to get right here with this group right over here. <laughs> Woo, man. Yeah. Yeah, I need to transplant some of y'all over there. Wow. Oh, friends. I, by the way, if the world didn't give it to me, the world can't take it away from me. If the world can steal your joy, you got it from the world. But He's given us a victory, a peace, a love, a joy, a hope that this world knows nothing about. It didn't give it to us. It can't take it away from us. And that's what we're to hold on to. Oh, that's what we're to be seeking and setting our minds on. That's to be our focus. I, I also want to tell you this. And that is you and I should never be depressed about the things of the world. We should be encouraged by the things of eternity. And that's what that scripture is all about. I believe this scripture is given to us in the word of God. To remind us that we need to be looking toward heaven. We, we, we need to be looking toward heaven. That we need to be excited about our heavenly home. That, that, that we, we need to be longing for the day that our faith will become sight. Now, I'm not saying you can't enjoy your life. I believe God wants you to enjoy your life. I'm not saying you can't be successful in this life. I believe God wants you to be successful. I don't think the way God describes success and the way the world describes it is the same. But I believe God wants you to be spiritually successful in this life. 
I'm just telling you, I believe this Scripture is there among many others to remind us that our focus is to be on heaven. That we're to be thinking about heavenly things. Um, I, I can tell you, when I read my Bible and I start thinking about heaven and all the things that I'm learning about heaven and what it's going to be like and what you and I are going to be like, I get excited. I get excited. L- listen, and by the way, I won't have time to stop and build a theological argument with each of these, but I'll give you scripture to back every one of these up if you'll just ask me after the service. But I can tell you that if you're a child of God, when you die, you're going to have a real body. A real body. I'll give you scripture to back that up. And by the way, you're going to be able to eat real food. Is that, is that the best you can do? Real food. And it won't be fattening. Some of you are going to get real excited when you get to heaven. I can tell that. It won't be fattening. We're going to have real bodies. And we're going to eat real food. And and listen to this. We're going to have real supernatural power. Do I have your attention? We're going to have real supernatural power. And by that I mean that your new body that you will receive will not be bound by the natural laws of this world. Your new body will be in a supernatural environment and it will have abilities that you can't even imagine. According to the Scripture, I'll just give you a little bit of Scripture. The Bible says of Jesus in His resurrected body, the Bible tells us that it was tangible. He even told people, you want to touch me? Put your hands right here. He wasn't a spirit that you'd put your finger through. He was just, he, he, you could touch him. And then, and then, I love this. On one occasion, he said, hey, you guys got anything to eat? Jesus shows up and asks his disciples, do they have something to eat? He wanted to eat with them. I, I love that. And then he could be in one place and disappear and appear in another place. Or he could just walk through a wall, the doors would be closed, and he'd just come into their midst. You say, what does that have to do with us? Read your Bible. The Bible says we do not yet fully comprehend what we shall be like, but one of these days we will see Him, and when we see Him, we will be like Him. That's what he says. We're going to be like Him. That means you're going to have a body like His body. You're going to be like Him. And I'll tell you something else. We're going to have real bodies, we're going to eat real food, we're going to have real supernatural power, and we're going to live in a real place called heaven. And by the way, I think I know where heaven is. I'm not joking. I think I know exactly where it is. By the way, I'm a little bit turned around. The church is facing east, right? So that would be north. Okay? I believe that's where heaven is. And I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about Tallahassee. <laughs> or the Seminoles. <laughs> I'm talking, I believe heaven is in that direction. I believe heaven is up somewhere above Polaris, or better known as the North Star, somewhere in the nebula of Orion. Now before you call me crazy, just listen up. Straight above our North Pole, there's a star called Polaris, or Pole Star. It's about 400 light years from Earth. 
Above that pole star in the nebula of the constellation of Orion, scientists have found this huge empty space. Job 26.7 says, He stretches out the north over the empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. All astronomers agree there is a huge opening over the constellation Orion, which is perhaps more than 16 trillion, 740 billion miles in diameter. This opening is 90,000 times as wide as our Earth's orbital path. However, past its size is its beauty. Its colors are unlike any here on Earth, and we know that from some of the pictures that we've received. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. Now listen closely. I'll read it a couple of times. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. He's talking about God putting down one and exalting another person. Now listen one more time, because I want you to tell me what's missing. For exaltation... This is God's exalting, uh, putting one down and exalting another. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west. Am I right? East, west? (laughs) I'm directionally confused. The east, or the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. Which one did He leave out? The north! Exaltation comes from the north. Now, Job just comes right out and says it. Job 37.22 says, He comes from the north as golden splendor with God as awesome majesty. Wow. Wow. I think I know where heaven is. But, But having said that, I don't believe Wakala County is heaven. I just believe you have to die to go someplace better than Wakala County. <laughs> You're going to get that about midnight tonight and you, you, you'll laugh. So, but, but, but the fact is it really doesn't matter where heaven is, does it? Heaven is wherever Jesus is. Oh, friends. Somewhere beyond the grave. There is a land where Jesus went to prepare by His own hands. And for the saved by grace, there is a resting place. And it won't be long. It will be mine. Some call it heaven. I call it home. Some call it dreaming. Well, let me dream on. Some call it paradise somewhere beyond the sky. Some call it heaven. I call it home. Oh, child of God, do you call it home? Is it your home? Wow, it should be. We should be longing for it. Some years ago, I had an amazing privilege. I spent three days with one of America's greatest black preachers, Dr. E.V. Hill. I drove him everywhere he went. We ate together. We fellowshiped together. I had him in my home. I had him to talk to my children. An amazing guy. And... Dr. E.V. Hill was um, the pastor of Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Los Angeles where he pastored for 41 years. By the way, I was thinking about that this morning. I've only been here for 30. We're just getting started, aren't we? I'm, I'm asking for a vote of confidence. Work with me here. 
Okay. Dr. E.V. Hill said that when he first went to Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church, when he got there as a young preacher, he said they told him, we have an elderly sister who is in the hospital, and you need to go visit her, introduce yourself, and tell her who you are, and have a word of prayer with her. So he said he went to the hospital. Now, I'd heard him tell this story in a message, but when I was with him those three days, I asked him to tell me the story again. And uh, he said, I got to the hospital room. I walked in the room, knocked on the door. He, he said, I stepped through the door. He said, I introduced myself. I'm the new pastor and I've come to pray with you. And he said, immediately, she said, you cannot pray with me. And he said he tried to be as sharp as he could be at that moment. And he said, ma'am, would you like for me to contact the former pastor so he can come pray with you? And she said, oh, son, don't be offended. If I wanted somebody to pray for me, you'd do just fine. He said, well, I'm confused. He said, the people at the church told me you were a dedicated Christian woman, that you loved the Lord, that you'd served faithfully in the church for all these years, and they asked me to come pray with you, and now you refuse to let me pray with you? He said, I just don't understand that. You've got to explain it to me. And she said, well, it's real simple, son. She said, two or three times now, I've been down at this hospital ready to go, Home to be with the Lord. Ready to see my Savior. Ready to go to the homeland. And she said, one of you preachers will show up and pray for me and mess the whole thing up. <clears throat> and then I have to go back home to my medication and my old decrepit body and my arthritis and all the things. And she said, I made up my mind. Next time I'm here, I won't let any of you preachers pray for me. She said, no, you cannot pray for me. And then she said to him, she said, but I don't think it's going to be long if you want to stay in fellowship with me until the Master calls my name. Feel free to stay. He said he stayed with her. I would have, I, I would have done the same thing. He said about two hours later, he said, with great victory, that woman closed her eyes and went home to be with Jesus. Oh, friends. I can tell you that she had been raised with Christ. I can tell you that she was seeking the things which are above. I can tell you that her mind was on heavenly things. I want to ask you today, friends, do you know that you know that you know that you've been saved, that you've been born again? Do you have spiritual life pulsating through your veins? Do you know that Jesus is your Savior? And do you know you have a home in heaven? I'm about to introduce some people to you who know that. I'd like for all my baptismal candidates to join me on stage right now. Just come up here. Just walk right up here. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. 
For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.